You are listening to The Forecast India Edition Season 1 Episode 7 Uh, we're all budding historians as football fans as well, aren't we, Jonathan? So we we'll look back at Jurgen Klopp's history, yeah. and often, you know, season number three is the one w- which is the real breakthrough. I think that brings a little bit of that yeah. expectation home, doesn't it? Mm. It does. I mean, I, sp- I suppose he was kind of mid-season when he arrived, so mm. you know, you might stretch it and say he's, he's, he's got till next season to what we should really expect. I mean, he, do- he does work at his own pace. You know, we're talking about how there's all this other activity going on at other clubs. I don't think he'll particularly look at that. He's got his own blueprint, his own ideas about players. That's been a strength throughout his management career. At Dortmund, he wasn't bothered about what Bayern Munich were doing. You know, he he was mad enough to believe that Dortmund with his team could win and they and and, and they did and he's very much got that that mentality mm. here. Uh, and and one of the things I like most about him is his idea that you build towards things, you don't just buy things. I'd love to see it succeed from a from a sort of football purist point of view. I think Arsene Wenger's got a similar mentality and and maybe the the traditionalist in me doesn't, you know, all this spending 100 million pounds on 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 players and we're going to fix our defense by spending 150 on three fullbacks. That kind of leaves me a little bit cold. I, I I'd, I'd love to see teams Spurs are another one develop their way towards the yeah. title. And that, that's that's what Klopp's trying to do. I don't think they're going to be there this year quite yet in terms of title but should be looking at winning a trophy now. I think it's time for him to win a trophy. Yeah. And we are back on the Forecast India episode 7. Yes. Welcome to the show guys and welcome to all of our listeners. This is the Forecast India, the official podcast of Four Fields of Anfield Road. We are at www.forsite that's f o a r s i t e.com, a great international community of reds and we are all just getting ramped up and very excited for the start of the season coming this uh, Saturday. Actually, uh, the first game there's there's a game l- later, right? Yeah, it's on Friday. Yeah, there's a game. There's a game today. No, tomorrow. Not to, not tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So it's a, it's a early um, kind of uh, uh, kick off for who's playing. Uh, Arsenal, Leicester. Arsenal, Leicester. Yeah. Arsenal, Leicester. Okay, they're sacrificial And lambs. Cool. <laughs> right. So yeah. So it's um, I, everyone is excited, right? I think we've been we've been missing the foot football a bit. uh too much but before i get ahead of myself um let me introduce myself my name is joe i'm your host for the show and my guests today are amir say hi amir hello everyone good evening and also my other guests are uh, the names are all very very close hamir say hi hamir hi guys how are you and <laughs> uh, say hi shanks yeah uh, hi guys it's good to be back and we have a hmm, podcast virgin <laughs> you look it on the block <laughs> um a, a, a new a new uh, guest on our show his name is rithvik rajendran so rithvik say hi hello guys this is my first time on the show and i'm hoping to do it well thanks uh, so, for joining us okay let's like we'd like to do on uh, with all our new guests uh, tell us just briefly a little bit about yourself uh, how you came uh, how long have you been a liverpool supporter and how you came to support the club just a few words so the first time i ever watched football was the arsenal and southampton game back in 2003 okay. and, uh, i remember watching the game with my cousins mm-hmm. so they actually live in pune so they come home during vacations 
so we have a lot of fun time during then so you now they switch on the tv and uh, <laughs> on star sports and then it was espn and star sports yeah so i think i watched the game on star sports i think it was highlights mm-hmm. and i saw arsenal bashing southampton so that's how i came to know about football and next time i watched the game it was the istanbul game the final the miracle of istanbul mm-hmm. and i think how thrilled i was to watch that game because no it was all goosebumps over me i was very young back then mm-hmm. still and goosebumps all over me okay and uh, did you get medical attention with... for the goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and uh, i became a regular customer of football in 2007 i think you know i came to you no know, i started to watch tv regularly back then so mm-hmm. i used to watch uh, epl every week you know i yep. would never miss even a single game i was that fanatic fantastic and yeah that's how fsg 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 probably going to love you a lot because you refer to yourself as a customer <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah you would be very pleased <laughs> you love another slew patch on the right side <laughs> on the on the right side of the <laughs> um the other thing that the, the other thing that you mentioned is that we're all looking forward to any team bashing southampton this season Yeah, definitely so i think after that pvd saga you know it literally angered me all over you know i woke up to read the text you know about <laughs> our apology you know mm-hmm. in india in india it was usually night you know night time when we actually apologized mm-hmm. you know i woke up and when i opened whatsapp i found that liverpool apologized to southampton for that you know mm. i was you no know, awestruck by that man golly so disappointed to hear that you no know, I thought Vivdi would be our player by June. You yeah. know, I thought he would be a part of our pre-season. No, I was so delighted already, excited as well. No, it was such a blow to us. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Better never than late. You'll sign for sign on deadline day. No worries. Well, this um, there's slightly more than two weeks uh, left. Yeah. The the window closes at the end of August, right? Yeah, so twenty one days exactly twenty one days. Yeah, so there's there's a little bit time left, but you know, quite honestly, this is the the most ridiculous soap opera ever. I mean, it, it, it's it's really boring and you know it's a snooze fest really. Um, yeah, even Sas Sas B Kabir Bahuti would be better than this. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, of course, all happening now uh, is Coutinho and Barca, and again, that's a different story. Barca think that they can walk into any club and get their player, and um, it's and, and the best part is is that they've got all this media behind them as well. I mean, you've got whatever Cadena Sir and Don Balan and Patatas Bravas and Tapas Media. <laughs> <laughs> media rag from Spain all Mundo Deportivo Mundo de- Deportivo and whatever yeah you know Pasta Madrita and all these kinds of places you know and they all seem to be writing their own stories and, and shaping the agenda um, in favor of Barcelona um, and it's like you know Liverpool have no chance in keeping uh, keeping uh, Felipe Coutinho but um, obviously uh, I, I just read this thing with Klopp saying that Uh, Liverpool are no pressure to sell Coutinho uh, and considers him priceless to the club. Now, do you really think you know we can keep Coutinho for the long term? 
I know Amir, you have your view on this. Do you want mind sharing that? Yeah, of course. I think uh, he'll stay uh, longer. You know, if we achieve our target of at least winning something uh, mm-hmm. next year, that'll give Coutinho, you know, some incentive to stay because you know who would want to leave a winner, mm-hmm. you know, a winning club. Uh, and anyways, I think the Barca pool might be, you know, just starting to be on the wane. Messi turning old. Uh, La Masia has dried up. Uh, they are spending basically the Neymar money on Dembele. Uh, 130 something was quoted right now. Uh, euros, 130 million euros on Dembele. So I think they are just spending that Neymar money. And uh, where are they going to? They they do you know generate uh, massive revenues. Mm-hmm. But I think they 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 just lost that touch now. I think uh, at first you know there was Xavi, Iniesta, Villa, Messi, and so so much you know there was so much attraction yep. towards the new camp. And uh, Suarez went there because there was already uh, Messi and there was Xavi and Busquets. You know all were in their prime. So Suarez mm-hmm. went there. and now they're on their vein you know they are uh, on the wrong side of 30s now both yeah so i think their pull might be you know just on the vein so i think coutinho should at least stay here for a couple of more years mm-hmm. see how the things are going there uh, you know uh, who knows you know we might even be uh, winning that sixth champions league title man Come yeah on. um be optimistic yeah yeah um, we're going to talk a little bit about our predictions uh, that we that we did as well um a, a bit later um shankar you know um all through the season um well last season um and, and and even in the in the close season when we were doing our shows um you were echoing a a, a similar point a, a familiar point um with regards to the lure of spain for south american players Okay, um, and you voiced this a couple of times. So um, it's obviously in your mind you're thinking that this lure for people like Suarez and Coutinho to Spain has has got more to do than just footballing reasons. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. The better living condition, and especially the weather-wise, it's a Mediterranean. Everybody want to live in a Mediterranean, near yeah. Mediterranean Sea. It's obviously a better weather. That's a great pull for them. And Barcelona is obviously a much bigger. I I I I agree. Liverpool people won't agree with it, but compared to Liverpool, Barcelona is a much more um, cosmopolitan city. Uh, it's it's very hippest place. It's like Milan, London, something like that. Mm-hmm. You can compare London, Milan, uh, Paris, some all those cities with Barcelona. It's one of the coolest cities. I know been to Barcelona, but of course I. Um, I read all about that, and that pull factor—that's a major pull factor for the South American players. Uh, remember when Sanchez? We were supposed to get Sanchez. He said he pref- his prof- his wife prefer living in London. Mm. Uh, that that is a major factor for South American players uh, coming from the, almost the poverty-stricken uh, uh, South American countries. They coming back to these uh, what's called the, these glamorous cities. Mm-hmm. That's a major pull. They, they want to, uh, uh, you want to enjoy that uh, glamorous world. Yeah. Uh, that's the main reason for uh, for them that pull of uh, Spain. Yeah, yeah. Now, in this exclusive interview with Sky Germany, Klopp said that Liverpool is not a club that has to sell players, and that is set in stone. So whatever they pay in the end doesn't matter. But Hamir, let me pose this question another way. Do you then, if Klopp says that you know? Liverpool is not a club that has to sell players and that is set in stone. Do you think that the do you would you agree with the statement that losing Felipe Coutinho is an inevitability? Uh 
I think Amir went offline. Yeah, uh, he left. Oh dear. Yeah. Okay, uh, then Rithvik then. Yeah, uh, I think uh, yes. Coutinho is destined to leave anyway because you know if I, if I was a boss of fan, I, I would push you know the owners and uh, Bartomeu especially to sign Coutinho because he's a ready-made replacement for Iniesta and. Uh, Iniesta is already aging, so I think Coutinho could be the perfect replacement for Iniesta. Um, Coutinho has got the physical abilities and also has the technical abilities to excel in Spain, especially. Mm-hmm. And I think he would be a very big hit at Barcelona. So, be it this summer or next year, he will surely leave for Barca. And like Shankar said, climatic conditions also favor Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So, I think he'll leave no matter what this season or next season okay um okay welcome to the show aditya who's just joined in as well hi hey guys sorry okay. sorry i'm late no worries we were just talking about coutinho we just started um and, and the last question was about the inevitability of coutinho um leaving okay now um and we were talking um and, and amir felt that you know coutinho still has a long way to go and um you know success would keep him uh remaining in liverpool um, and Shankar is basically basically saying that you know South the, the the lure of Spain is too much to resist for a South American player. Would you agree with that? And do you think you know there is any way? It's just a matter of time before he goes. Uh, I think it's definitely a matter of time before he goes. Um, I think as Shankar said, the lure of uh, lure of Barcelona and Madrid uh, to the South American players is just too great. Um, I definitely think he's going to go. But having said that, there is merit in saying that perhaps we can hold him on for another season mm-hmm. if you can prove to him that we can be he can he can be successful here. And what that means is that we win some trophies and. I'm saying like something like a Premier League and an FA Cup, something of that sort to keep him here. If we do have a successful season ahead, maybe we can have a talk about keeping him another season and that would be a push, but not impossible if we have a successful season. It just seems like Coutinho has a great attitude and work ethic, so I, it doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy who wants to push through a transfer window and wants to go uh, wants to go with you know Liverpool's blessing. So I, I, It might be possible, I think we'll keep him another season, but a season after that will really depend upon how successful we are the next season. You know, you get the impression that Coutinho is a really nice guy. <laughs> you and, know, and you haven't heard uh, directly from him saying that uh, he wants to leave to, Liverpool to, and yeah. go to Barcelona one day. It's all, you know, all this is uh, agent or uh, his uh, relatives that are speaking mm-hmm. uh, on behalf of him. I've never heard uh, Coutinho tell that. Yeah, well, you, you rarely I, hear the I, I players themselves that say such things anyway. I mean, it's usually agent um, stirring up stuff, yeah. The South American guys directly won't tell you anything. They will just let their agents what is or their father. What is it? Father. Suarez Both these cases are different. They had the problem with their family issues. Their wife want to move to Barcelona, Spain. Yeah, they and have and the family that, and Coutinho doesn't, yeah, and that, that's the point. That's the Coutinho. point. That, but, but the South American players, their families, they're always... Uh, I agree. And, and Barcelona have Costa Brava and who doesn't want to go Costa Brava? You know, just <laughs> I want to go. I want to go right now. Can we, can, we, can we end the show and just all go there right now? It's beautiful. I, I've been there and I agree with Cheng's point that, you know, uh, Barcelona is a beautiful place and uh, it's, yeah. even its surroundings. Yeah. So, I get the lure, but I hope he stays. For now, long term, he says he well, not he says, but again in the in the media is is reported saying that 
he doesn't mind going to Barcelona, and if he, if he does, he hopes that you know the deal could be done amicably. But he's okay to staying as well. So it's more like, yeah, you know, fine. Uh, they want yeah. me, I'll go. Um, if they don't want me, yeah, I'm okay here. But and then I also I also read that you know, um, or, or at least the notion being pushed forward that okay, Coutinho is indebted to us, um, and that we somehow rescued him from the wilderness of Inter. He was, a, he was playing in Inter, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and therefore now he feels a debt of gratitude to Liverpool. And I don't really buy that so much. Um, yeah. It's, it, it, <laughs> you know... This, yeah, it, it, it's a media cook-up. It's just like those Barcelona, it's a media cook-up thing. Yeah, obviously you will have gratitude, but... At the end of the day, he has to look. The main factor for him to stay with us this year is it's a World Cup year. You don't mm-hmm. want to disrupt his development. Uh, uh, going to a new That's club a and getting settled there for uh, uh, it will take at least six, seven months. And by the time almost 70% of season will be over, mm. then the World Cup is on the horizon. So keeping that in mind, he will stay this year. Mm-hmm. And the rest is depends upon how we perform this year. Yeah. 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 There is actually another and point. Besides, yeah. And besides, Coutinho is like a phenomenal talent. He was only 18 when he was a renter. I mean, I don't know why people forget that. And uh, if he'd gone anywhere else, he'd still would have been successful. So, and he, he would be fine anywhere. Burging talent, that guy. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, I, yeah. I think he still feels that he has a lot to offer to the fans as well. I think he, ho- he, owe, he owes something to the fans. I think he feels that and I think he'll stay another season. Yeah, I'm not so sure about owing yeah. something to the fans. I'm not so yeah. sure. I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm generally leaning towards a little bit more on the pessimistic side of these things. Uh, I, for me, I personally think that he will stay for this season. And, but it's, it's kind of impossible to keep him beyond that. And I think it's, and I, and I, and I said this before, and I think it's got more to do than footballing reasons. Of course, footballing reasons are part of the issue. But it's, it's, it's just the, the cultural landscape that's more conducive to raise his family. I mean, his daughter is growing up as well. Okay, um, yeah. you know, he wanted you want to raise your 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 daughter and, and more and more kids in an environment that's more akin to your culture. You know, yeah. um, and and that's not Liverpool. I mean, let's be honest here. And and this is and this kind of goes back to to a point that I I may I, I make on and off uh, have been making for a couple of years now is that actually you know South American players they're all very good, all very talented. But honestly, we should try and move away from them and 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 look more towards you know the continental players or the you know the 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 the, the serbs or the russians or, or people like yeah. that where yeah the, European, the africans yeah. africans yeah, yeah. African. where where liverpool the then is then the pinnacle yeah liverpool then is the pinnacle there's no i'm not you know when i when i was when i was young i grew up dreaming of the bernabao you know uh, you know, and these kinds of things. It, it doesn't come into the. It doesn't come into the picture anymore. So yeah. I don't know. I feel but that Joe, that could be. Yeah. That, but that's such a simple thing to say. You know, like where there are 
there is so there, there's a shortage of player players in europe i mean european players are technically really good but then they don't have the same flair for the game as as south americans do it just it's just something that you can't replicate you know it just comes naturally playing mm-hmm. in those gullies that they play in so i i, I don't know I, I mean you could you could replace uh, like the technical aspect but you can't replace the flair why okay let me put it let me ask another question why do you think Somebody like Roberto Firmino hasn't caught the eyes of Barcelona or Real Madrid. He's Boy, Brazilian. I would say, He's Brazilian, uh, right? I'd, he plays, he plays for the national team as well. I'd say the end product because, you know, he doesn't score enough goals actually. And, you know, his finishing isn't so apt. I'd say it's okay, but, you know, it's so apt. I think he offers a lot more to the team than we actually think, you know, and I and personally, I think he's very underrated as well. But uh, since he doesn't score more, and you know, I think that doesn't catch the eye of the big guns actually. Position could be a reason. Sorry, yeah, position for me too. Yeah, position, position because in mid position he plays. He is a left winger, right winger, center forward, center attacking midfielder. So it's a bit confusing. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit confusing. So, you know, if uh, someone like Bayern buy him as a striker and if he doesn't score enough goals, then, you know, mm. Bayern board will look bad. And they already have th- those sort of players, Muller and everyone. So, you know, uh, Firmino just doesn't fit. You know, he fits pretty, you know, he, he's a perfect fit for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he'll fit uh, anywhere else. You know, Hoffenheim was a, you know, you know, with all due respect, a smaller club. He took a big step, but he, uh, he fits perfectly into the Liverpool squad uh, uh, under Klopp system mm-hmm. but if you even if you, you, you take a look at oh yeah he wouldn't fit at City uh, Spurs uh, Arsenal United yeah he wouldn't fit anywhere else he would just you know he, he just fits here mm-hmm. and Barcelona and Real Madrid I think play 4-3-3 where they have Suarez and Benzema or Ronaldo as strikers so if Firmino can't play ahead of them they've got good left fingers also and Firmino can't play in the three in the midfield so that's that's also Point the why they won't buy him to sit on the bench. Yeah. And I think you know, those clubs, I think those clubs do not look at the work ethic, work ethic of a player. So you know this style actually is Flair, very yeah. different from Firmino offers actually. Mm. So Suarez has got his Suarez also got equal work ethic. So and, yeah. So, but he scores a lot of goals, Suarez. And, yeah, but, and, yeah. and his position uh, is quite clear as well. And, and the main thing is Firmino is not glamour enough, glamorous enough for the Galacticos. <laughs> They cannot sell Firmino shirts like they cannot. They can sell Coutinho, Suarez, Messi, or Neymar. They, all these clubs have a business point of view too. Uh, Firmino is still not a household name, household South American name. If you take there is Sanchez, Vidal, mm-hmm. and they are very famous. They they have won something, but South America, this Firmino is just a new entrant to these South American stars. He he came, he came from uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. And just now, people starting to realize his potential. Mm-hmm. He's a very good player. In fact, he's more important to us than Coutinho, uh, in my point of view. Mm-hmm. The amount of work he does for uh, uh, Mane and Salah to score those goals, that is much more valuable than the, these uh, Thunder goals or these uh, free kick goals Coutinho scores occasionally. Mm-hmm. The Firmino can take away two, two, three players and he can beat them and he can make those key pass. To Saleh or Mana, that level, one on one against Saleh and Mana is the most difficult thing. Uh, they will easily beat the defender and score. And, and Firmino helps the team in that. 
I think with regards to the flair for Firmino, I think you're talking to the wrong Firmino. You should be talking to Mrs. Firmino. She seems to have a lot of flair. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, let's talk about let's talk about the Champions League um, squad uh, playoff um, with Hoffenheim. Um, Hamir, have you looked? Have you seen the Have you seen the team? The squad that's been put up. Yeah, yeah, I saw the team. Like I, I can't, uh, I don't remember it completely, but I remember like all of our main players except Lalana and Klein seem to be there. So yeah, I'm happy uh, with the squad. And I think over the two legs, I, I think we've got enough to beat uh, Hoffenheim. The only thing that can stop us from Hoffen beating Hoffenheim is if Hoffenheim park a double decker bus, which they have done in the past over big teams with the scouting reports I read of them. Yeah. So. But I think we've got the quality to beat Hoffenheim and I think Firmino will score in the away leg. Yeah, yeah. And this double-decker bus thing, it's, it's, it's like an albatross on our neck, is it? isn't it? We've never really... We've never really vanquished that. It's still no, there. Yeah, of course. That's, and we're going to find out for sure. We're going to find yeah, out for sure, yeah. Season, yeah. That, that's last season. Uh, this season... We have a key to break this double-decker bus. The key is stretching their wings, wing and stretching their defenders that's and right, yeah. uh, hitting, yeah, hitting from the middle. That's it. If you directly go in the middle, you cannot beat the bus. That's why we have Salah and Mane. These guys will stretch their defenders and suddenly somewhere from the middle, you, you will see Coutinho or Firmino scoring a goal. Mm -hmm. That will be the strategy against these bus parking teams. What, what do you and think? And also yeah. we have... Yeah, them losing uh, Rudy and uh, Sole uh, Sole also helps. Yeah, sorry, Aditya, go ahead. No, just like elaborating on like Shanks's point, right? We also have a genuine left back left back this season who brings who brings wit. So I I really think like this season we're gonna like really break down that double decker bus. I'm waiting to play uh, Mourinho to be honest. Like I can't wait to beat the scums with their mm. double decker bus. So yeah, you know what's really interesting though, it's seeing. Names like um, Joe Gomez, Alberto Moreno, and John Flanagan in this squad. Um, I am a bit uh, flabbergasted because, you know, we thought, you know, at least for Moreno and Flanagan, they are goners. But um, at least for Moreno, it's a case where Klopp has actually said that he's found his way back in. Okay. Flanagan, um, I wouldn't really say that he's been very impressive in preseason, but he's been there. Um, Gomez, yeah, I'm surprised. They're still there, you know. They're still they're still uh, not on going on. I mean, of course, again, you never know. You never know the window again to to any one days, as you say. So they could still go, but they're there now. So. Yeah, so we don't have any option. He's the fourth choice centre back <laughs> right, right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, yep. After Clavan, we only have Gomez. So until VVD arrives, and Sako hasn't been included, you know, yeah. as expected. So, you know, we have. You know, what we when, have. you know when actually Rogers signed Gomez, you know, he played Gomez as a left back for a few yeah. games at the start, I think, yeah. and he was very impressive as well in that left back position. So I think uh, you know after that when Klopp arrived, you know he got that ACL and uh, also he suffered back-to-back -back ACLs. I think you know, if I remember right, I yep. think he suffered back-to-back -back ACLs and you no, know, that was a big hit you know in his career and th and I think he's one of the most you know brilliant youngsters you know in the England setup 
and uh, i think he's going to be ahead of ragnar klavan in our pecking order and uh, if i if we don't get vvd i think gomes will actually step up and i, I think this will be gomes's breakthrough season yeah, the kids got so yeah. the kids got the physicality as well and you know, he also has the that in pre season you no know, he mm-hmm. used to beat defenders with his pace as well and you know that physicality also Well, he's going, if, if he's not going to beat the opposition player with his speed, he's going to beat them with his 30 pound of muscles that he's put on his frame. <laughs> It's ridiculous. He looks like, I don't know, pocket Schwarzenegger yeah, he, or something. He, he needs to improve his decision making. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he's a big talent. Actually, I'm glad we have a talent like that, uh, which we can build on for the future. And uh, he, yeah, you're right. He may uh, overtake Klavan. Uh, by the end of the season i hope so because he is better than clavan from what i've seen overall in two years we've seen um danny ward a little bit in pre-season have you been impressed by him absolutely Amir? absolutely because that save against uh, atletico madrid you know that yeah. was barely enough you know to highlight his quality and i think he has been impressive at he was very impressive at huddersfield as well last season mm-hmm. and uh, i think top not selling him you know loaning him out this season you know maybe it's because of the uncertainty behind loris carriers perhaps which which goal yeah, yeah uh, let me pose this to amir then um which uh, which goalkeeper of the three goal- goalies have, have has impressed you most in pre-season uh All three, actually. Uh, I, I was asking Hamir or Amir. Amir, yeah, yeah. you, you, you. Okay, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, I think uh, all three were pretty impressive. Carriers uh, rushing out of his uh, goal uh, goal line uh, in every match. I think it, that was pretty impressive to see. Make shot stopping uh, is brilliant. Uh, Ward, we only got to see one match, and he was very, very impressive uh, in that one match. So I think he should be going out on loan. Uh, All three were actually pretty impressive. I didn't see, you know, proper mistake from any any of them. So I think all three were impressive. Ward has to go out on loan. Uh, Carriers, I think, will start at number two. Uh, Mix as number one. So I think there's clarity over there. And and Hamir, what's your order of these three? How would you rank them? Uh, Minyale, uh, Carriers, Ward. But uh, I, for the preseason, I think if you're making a highlight reel, Ward has to be the most impressive with his. Saves against Atletico and uh, Carius was good, but I, I agree with Amir. I think Carius uh, Ward should go out on loan. I think Huddersfield should take him back, and it makes sense for all parties involved. A good Premier League experience, and next year we can really decide if we uh, seeing Ward and Carius and Minule whether we need a new goalkeeper or we can we should sell Minule or Ward. Uh, actually, it will help us for next year. And Ward, the most he can do is play against. Uh, Teams like Plymouth we faced in the FA Cup mm-hmm. or uh, Burton Albion, but I think with Huddersfield he'll play regularly. And I think uh, selfish if, if he be selfish, I think he'll be a good addition to the fantasy teams also on a cheap price. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, it's good to see. It's uh, sorry. Yeah, you you haven't finished your point yet. No, actually, I think the mixed future is a bit in doubt. Uh, mix, I see mix as a top gang solution. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, mix. This, this will be the last season for mix in Liverpool. Uh, probably by this end of season, we will either have Ward as number one or Carriers as number one, and we will try to sell mix. Um, mix is good shot stopper, but 
is too error prone at the crucial situations. Um, somehow, I kind of have that intuition that this will be the last season of mix, and we that's why we are keeping uh, Ward with us. So we don't drop his left end to sell uh, or loan loan Ward to Huddersfield. You want to um, keep us uh, Ward with the squad and let him acclimatize to the squad, and maybe by the end of season uh, during the Jan, Ward will take over from mix, and it will be between Carriers and Ward. Okay, hey, let's. Hey, Shanks, uh, you want to like put some money on the fact that uh, you know Mix is no longer in Liverpool because we've been saying this for the last many seasons. No, <laughs> he's uh, just managed to hang around. It's illegal to bait from India, mate. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the midfield a little bit. Um, still sticking with his team. Okay, Coutinho. Uh, Coutinho has been suffering from a, a back. Injury, uh, if I'm not wrong, to the, the end of the preseason. Uh, so they're trying to get him fit. Um, would you would you rush him back for Watford, or would you keep him on the on the burner for Hoffenheim? Uh, let's do Shankar. Yeah, I, I would just give him rest, and especially with these rumors going around this Barcelona thing, it's better to keep him uh, on the back of the limelight, mm-hmm. and we should take him to Offenheim directly. We can. That's more important game than a Watford. Watford, we can easily beat for Watford team with our current squad, and we don't need Coutinho to beat Watford. Uh, we can somehow easily match with them. He's very important for an away European game, and uh, the way Offenheim going to play, they they they're definitely going to park the bus. And I expect either Flip Coutinho or Firmino to score a goal, and that'll be a one-nil win um, away from Germany. That's what I'm expecting in the uh, Tuesday game. It's definitely we should keep uh, Coutinho for the Champions League game. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So that's Hoffenheim, right? Okay. Let's talk about this this game um, on Saturday at Vicarage Road against um, Watford. Um, banana skin at all? Anyone? Or pretty straightforward? Yeah, no, it could be a banana skin. We've you think so? had poor experiences in the past. Uh, can't forget the 3 0. I think I, I never can forget that 3 0 defeat. Mm. Actually, but Bogdan's Dini wouldn't be there, so. No, I, I think it's going to be a cakewalk this time, especially with Saleh and Bana. No, there, there is a kind of the confidence that you know, pride and arrogance in the squad. Uh, that's please these players are just waiting, they're itching to go out and put on a show for club. Especially the first game, uh, they just want to go there and send a message to everybody that we are uh, for uh, we are ready to fight it out for the title. Mm-hmm. And this will be a very dominating performance, like the last year's Watford home game. We are going to just thrash them. Yeah, completely I agree. So. I think, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I think, I think these kind of games are going to be like banana skin fixtures a little later on in the season. But right now, we're fresh, we're roaring, waiting to get out onto the pitch. So, I, I really think that we're going to go out there and like put on a show. Uh, Amir, do you, do you share that level of optimism? Or do you think it's going to be uh, a little bit closer than, than what it seems? I, I don't think it... It's going to be a cakewalk, uh, but I do agree that we we possess too much quality for Watford, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully. And uh, I think it'll be close, but I think we'll come away with a win. Uh, I uh, it's, it's hard, you know, but we did look uh, pretty good and pretty fit in, uh, you know, in the final game of this preseason. 
Yeah. So on basis of that, uh, I expect us to beat them. So yeah, it won't be a cakewalk, but I think we'll have just enough quality to win. I don't think Marco Silva can work some magic. That's my only concern. Hull last year, yep, we got you know I won't say we were thrashed, but you know, uh, outplayed. We still got outplayed by a Hull team. So that's my only concern, Marco Silva. Yeah, Umar Nias scored. So like that was the most shameful thing ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but everyone's going for 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 a win, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, of course, yeah, of course. You're yeah, convinced. I expect, expect a draw actually. I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I, ex- I expect a draw actually, a nil-nil draw because you know. A draw. I highly rate Marco Silva. A nil-nil I draw. See, seriously, uh, with with Mane, Salah, and Firmino, you expect a nil-nil draw? Yeah, I still expect mm, a nil-nil draw. You know, especially it's Marco Silva. I think he's gonna park that double decker. Yeah, that's why I mean, come on, you got to check your head. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Fair enough. I wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh, okay. Like, hmm, opening day fixture, draw. Okay, possible. Not so sure. Okay, um, a scoring draw or... Okay, you said nil-nil draw, right? Okay, so let's let's do one round. Um, Amir, what do you think? Uh, what's your prediction? What's your score prediction? 1-2. Okay, so 2-1 to us. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, Shankar? Uh, 4-1 uh, Mane, Salah, Firmino and Vinyalam Okay, bullish Very oh. bullish he, he just came from the gym That's why he's extremely bullish <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Aditya I think it's going to be a 1-3 for us So I see I think Firmino is going to score uh, mm-hmm. I hope Solanke scores uh, Third one, I'm not so sure I'm sure that, But I'm sure that we, we'll win this one Okay, Hamir uh, I think uh, I'll go with Shankar Watford 1, uh, Liverpool 4 uh, with, uh, I think, Emre Chan again, uh, been pumped up at the same stadium where we won the goal of the season could score 1 Salah, debut day goal and the reason I think we'll beat the double-decker is because uh, we'll have better attacking fullbacks right uh, in the game like in Robertson or Moreno and Alexander Arnold and we'll mm. get 1 or 2 goals from the wide uh, spaces we get for the fullbacks and last two last two goals, I think, in the last 15 minutes. It'll be nervy for a while, but we'll seal it with the pace in the end. Inter- interestingly, Emery Khan just gave an interview uh, mm-hmm. in Liverpool official side. Yep. He, he, just, he just quoted that we are pumped up for the match and the squad is ready. Yep. Well, yeah, I'm going to go for... Okay, let's say. Okay, I'm going to go for a 3-1. No, I'm going to go for a clean sheet. Hey, Linda, I said clean sheet. Call me, baby. Okay, so I'm going for a clean sheet. Uh, so 3-0. 3-0 to Liverpool. Salah to continue his hot firing run. And Mane to bamboozle Marco Silva back to Hull. Well, okay, not to Hull. That's being cruel. And I don't know who's going to score the third goal. Robo. Robo. don't know. Okay, I'm going to say Hendo is going to score the third goal. <laughs> that's never that's never going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually an interesting one. There's a possibility of that. Goal uh, of the season on the first day. Goal yeah. of the season on the first day. Just give the man an award. Okay. Uh, okay, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about our forecast predicted placings for the top six by the end of the 2017-2018 season. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. 
Um, as you know, um, 11 of us, that's a lot of people, 11 of us, or most of the guys uh, who appeared on the forecast, uh, put our heads together over the week and we gave our predictions for, um, top six predictions for the upcoming season. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting uh, uh, predictions uh, from people. Okay. And we totaled up. Um, all of the combined points and we arrived at the final placing of uh, Liverpool finishing first yay Liverpool second uh, Manchester City third Chelsea four Spurs fifth place the scum and sixth place um, Arsenal so that's where we, that's where we we um, ended up. Um, I think okay, Rithwick, you you weren't in this in this thing. Who, what do you what do you say would be your top six? Uh, I think Liverpool to win the league actually, you know. Okay. Because you know, that the core of the team is actually you know as still, and uh, I think this will be the season you now where Klopp really proves his worth, and uh, I think it will be a tough race, you know. Manchester United just finishing second, you know. It will be a hot race between the two biggest rivals in England. Mm-hmm. And uh, I expect uh, Manchester City to finish third and Pep getting the sack, you know, oh, following gosh. the season. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think he's actually he's a very clueless manager right now. Yeah. I think, you know, he's taking the cash, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his, what's, what's he's thinking actually, you know. He's splashing, he's splashing the cash actually, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he has no idea actually. I think... Someone says defense, you know, he's buying three defenders. Mm-hmm. Someone says mid- two midfielders. You know, it's like that. Uh, I expect Arsene Wenger to finish fourth, actually. You know, Lacazette, I, th- I was very impressed by Lacazette in that community shield match. Mm-hmm. And uh, said Kolasinac, you know, Kolasinac is absolutely spot. A wonderful player, I think. You know, he's, he's an actual beast, actually. And I think he's, he'll be a very valuable addition to Arsenal. And I see Wenger finishing fourth again. The lucky number for Arsene Wenger. Mm-hmm. Fourth. Fifth. Uh, fifth, I'd expect Chelsea to finish f- fifth, you know. Okay. They have lost Matic. You know, Morata, I think I think he'll take time to settle in. Alvaro mm-hmm. Morata. Uh, and you know, it would be you know, it would be hard to say that because you know, because he's a very good player. But I still think, you know, my heart says it will take time, you know, for him to settle. Into this environment, and I think going with Bakayoko and Kante, uh, I think it's a good pair. But I think still they'll miss Matis very much. So I I expect Chelsea to just finish fifth. You know, and with I think last season they were very lucky to you know be free of injuries. Actually, mm-hmm. I think if they had Hazard out through injury or Costa out through injury, you know, I think they would never have finished. Champions. And who who is your in sixth place? It's Spurs actually. Spurs, yeah. I think they haven't. Right. They haven't improved the team as well, you know. Okay. Trippier being out. 
Okay, well, I think of all these teams, um, it's fair to say City have been the most active in the transfer window, all right? Well, at least, at least in terms of the sums that that um, that's been uh, that's been thrown about, um, and so uh, on the show, uh, two of you have actually predicted City to finish the f- uh, first. Um, that's Amir and Shankar. Um, Amir, do you think that it's um, yeah? I mean, you are going on the basis that uh, the the the. They have boosted their their squad. They they bought all these players. Okay, um, how much have you factored into your consideration that they need time to settle? Okay, that's one. Um, and then two, the the immense pressure on on Pep to deliver. Yeah, I actually have thought about that, but I, they already have that core. You know, they bought uh, you know Jesus, they have Aguero, they have KDB. And then you go back, and there's company. They bought Stones last year. Okay, he's not great, uh, but they still have that core. Uh, Ederson, uh, he looks impressive, uh, he, or at least he looked impressive in preseason. So they they actually have a spine uh, already in place. Uh, plus, they have added, uh, you know, uh, the fullbacks that they they have actually added pieces where they needed it. Mm-hmm. They needed fullbacks, so they went out and bought fullbacks. Plus, they already had attacking players. On top of that, they bought uh, Bernardo Silva, and you know, it, they, they're just their attack will be just too much for uh, you know every defense in the league for me. And uh, Guardiola, you know, I, I know he's a checkbook manager, but still, he he does uh, you know his teams do play pretty brilliant attacking football, and uh, it it just might be too much for some some of the teams in the league. And that's the reason uh, I am not, uh, you know, I'm not uh, saying that they'll win it on their defense. Uh, okay, so how do you how do you I'm match a up your of uh, defense winning titles? But sometimes, okay. you know, there, there there was that Barcelona team, you know, uh, that won uh, six seven trophies mm-hmm. in one season. They won that on basis of their you know uh, supernatural attacking team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see City in that sort of mode. Maybe not not on that level. Mm-hmm. But at least they can win the league title with uh, attacking talent they have. Plus, they are uh, you know rumored to be going after Sanchez as well. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it if they buy him. But how how do you how do you rate Manchester City's attack with Liverpool's attack? Uh, how would you how would you a bit better than us? A bit better than us. Uh, I mean, okay. uh, you know, only as a Liverpool fan, uh, you'll I, I'll be able to be biased and say that uh, you know we are we are on par with them. Uh, but I think the the attack just edges our our attack. Uh, maybe because they have KDB behind them, we do have Coutinho. But maybe it's got more to be you know uh, if Mane gets injured, then what? If Salah gets injured, then what? Well, I mean you, the same you know, could, the same could apply uh, to them they as well. Have yeah, they have depth in their squad. We don't. And that's the only reason why I'm not putting our squad on par with them. Okay. Our attack, even our attack on par with them. Because they have depth in uh, attacking department, if, uh, midfield, in defense. Mm-hmm. We are lacking depth in attacking midfield. Maybe we are covered in central midfield uh, when Lelana comes back in, in a month or two. But mm-hmm. we don't have defensive depth. We don't have attacking depth, and that's my concern about our squad. And and Shankar, is that the same rationale for 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 your placement of City yeah, at first? Yeah, absolutely. I would say our first level is as good as any team in Europe. They can 
go to toe to toe with any team in europe mm-hmm. but the depth we seriously lack depth in attacking and defensive side midfield okay we are uh, we have a decent depth in midfield but while attacking and defense we, we seriously lack the solid players the players who can come in straight away perform make a difference those kind of players we definitely lack okay this solanki is just a kid and urigi mm-hmm. sometimes he scores sometimes he doesn't score yeah. and daniel sturridge we doesn't know what he's going to do if he stays fit obviously he'll be he'll win the golden boot in premier league mm-hmm. but the key thing is staying fit and i'm not sure klopp is going to overwork him he will be a bit cautious with sturridge and he will play weekly at least one game or give him 45 60 minutes after that take him out or give him 20 30 minutes as a substitute and try to prolong his playing time mm-hmm. so i would agree that city has a better squad and pep is too good a manager to miss out on trophy again mm-hmm. people say he's a check manager but he thrive under pressure that mm-hmm. madrid barcelona pressure is very huge pressure mm-hmm. the media wise and and madrid has total political support and barca uh, survived all those things and still came on top uh, during those barca domination days i feel pep will dominate this season and he will go toe to toe and after the festival season our squad will will be really stretched uh, that's why I, i chose third place for us and chelsea to a very strong settled squad and they have added few additions and matic is definitely he, he was not a player he was under mourinho he, he, he was he was getting slow and he's losing his mind and people are easily overtaking matic last year it was because of kante the matic matic took good but mm-hmm. this is, that's why conte is willing to sell matic there are rumors that conte was not okay with selling but conte knows that the matic time is ending he, so it's better to cash in him and they got uh, able replacement they can play better and chelsea chelsea also they will run close to city and they will uh, lose it after during march march april they will just back it off and it's going to be city and uh, city are very good squad and they spent it they like amit said they they bought players they definitely needed uh, and they, they they fill those gaps they bought a perfect piece for those chase game it's going to be cities here so probably they will come out of europe easily but i i expect us to go uh, longer than city in european games in your especially quarter final yeah okay. quarter final or semi final i expect us to do better in having that european pedigree and uh, clock and clock and anfield crowd that will help us to uh, push more you more than 100% and help us win games our home games definitely. okay okay so um here's an interesting one um two guys on the of the of the 11 uh, predicted spurs to finish first and one of them is on the show aditya please explain yourself <laughs> absolutely uh, so as i clearly stated it's not because i don't like any of the other teams i mean i don't obviously but uh, um <laughs> I also think that um, Spurs have kind of reached uh, reached that point where they really need to win something. They've kept most of their squad together. Yeah, granted they lost Kyle Walker, but mm-hmm. he was not necessarily the best defender. He's not a he's not a 52 million pound defender. Who are we kidding? The Spurs system made him look much better than he actually was. Mm-hmm. I think Spurs, I think he's definitely replaceable. But having said that, they've had two seasons where they've had a good core squad. it's young they're hungry they've really managed to like keep it together mm-hmm. and over the last two seasons they've come really close but they've just you know fallen at the final hurdle i really think this might be the season where they've learned from their previous two years and now they're going to be like okay 
we actually need to do something about it because i don't think the next season they're going to be able to keep all of their players intact i really think uh, kane and uh, dele ali are going to move on uh, the next summer so i think this season they're really going to try and push and win that title which they've been so desperately craving that's one mm-hmm. uh, the second second aspect also is that obviously there are concerns about the lack of depth but the thing is the lack of depth is applicable if you know you're playing like a lot of competitions and you're going to go deep in europe i really don't think spurs are going to go deep in europe they just don't have the pedigree they don't have the mindset for it i really think they're going to crash out like during the group stage and they're not going to go very far um coming from my own personal experience i saw them play a europa league match at white hart lane where they played a second string really really poor quality squad mm-hmm. which clearly shows that if they drop out of the champions league i don't see uh I don't see them prioritizing um Champions League sorry I don't see them prioritizing uh, Europa which is the reason I think all their focus and all their effort will be winning towards winning the Premier League I think considering all of these factors and you know every dog has its day and all of that mm-hmm. I think this might just be their season Okay uh, uh, yeah. one minute uh, there's just a breaking news that uh, Dortmund has released a statement that Dembélé has not returned to the training and he was he was still in Paris and uh, the friends possibly he might make a move to uh, Barcelona but already there's a rumor that uh, the Dortmund was demanding 150 million pounds for Dembélé and Dembélé has been fined by Dortmund uh, for this this kind of behavior i think we can finally resist the continue rumor and we can beat it easily 150 million pounds for Dembélé yeah Oof. how much would Coutinho be worth then yeah so, only Coutinho, only 90 only 90 million euros apparently <laughs> so ridiculous okay okay um million euros is a benchmark then you know let's let's just try fleece barcelona everyone's trying <laughs> okay let's move on um okay hamir hamir you had um liverpool in first place and you said yeah, that yeah. you believe that this is the year when we end our misery and reign atop england again how do you think we're going to do this with um maybe uh not entirely convincing defense still getting in getting goals uh, conceded uh not getting targets uh, transfer targets in but having exciting talent how, how do you reconcile all of this and and come to a conclusion that this is our year Uh, firstly i think uh, we'll get van dijk by the end of the window when we go into the international break he'll be a liverpool player i think number 4 okay so and, so uh, so let me sorry let me interrupt you so what you are saying is your your punt at liverpool at first is predicated on the belief that vvd will come no no i'm just uh, when you mentioned new signing that's why otherwise I, even without van dijk i think you would still uh, we okay. can win the league okay. so because uh, first of all i think uh, since he said coutinho is going to stay his move into the midfield is going to play a big part mm-hmm. because uh, it frees up a attacking spot for a pc player with where once uh, we were too over dependent on mane now we got two pc players uh, from both sides and i think we we went that far away from chelsea last season the points suggest otherwise but in terms of quality we went that far away and uh, we've shown that toe to toe we can hang in there with not just england's best but with europe's best mm-hmm. so i think it's just a matter of this uh, consistency coming but for the last two years i think klopp has been uh, suffering from that and i think he might have he, uh, he has i'm not might have i think he has learned from it and that's why i think well, that was one of the reasons to sign mohammed salah because if the 
park, parking the bus, the teams who park the bus. I think Mohamed Salah and Coutinho's position shift are the two biggest reasons why I think Liverpool can beat the uh, bus teams. And where that's where we struggled the most last season. So, mm. if the biggest part where we struggled last season goes away, so why not? And then we've got the best fans in, in the world. Yeah. Uh, we've got the most charismatic manager in a long, long time. And um, once the manager, the players and the fans are together on one side and we know the squad unity is damn good, so there's nothing stopping us. And Leicester won it with good squad unity and fan support. So, why not us? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, and of course, what, what better time but and this weekend to play one of the teams that would presumably, again, no disrespect to Watford, would be a bottom half table uh, of the league table. Um, yeah. A, a good time to start there. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, sure, I agree. Because uh, I think the only uh, thing that was worrying me is uh, the signing of Andre Gray. He, uh, he might play against us and... Mm-hmm. Uh, debut day, like he'll be pumped up and all, so that and I'm no, I don't, I don't like to see any player injured, but I'm breathing a sigh of relief that Dini is not going to play because he's the biggest threat they have. But Andre Gray, last season, ca- can't forget he was superb against us. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we are coming to a landing on the show, um, but before we go, um, maybe we could do a round. You could tell me. What do you think would define a successful season for for us? And we'll kick it off with uh, Rithwick. Uh, I think, you know, we have to win a trophy this year, you know. We've gone the next step with the top four. And I think, you know, actually, if you if you are really planning to go to the next level, it has to be a trophy. I, I would guess, you know, a League Cup or an FA Cup. Uh, plus a very good run in the Champions League, maybe a quarter-final run. And, you know, as I predicted, I predicted Liverpool to win the league, you know. Mm-hmm. You know it would be mm-hmm. fine if we even finished, you know, if, if we even managed to get an automatic qualification for the next season's Champions League. But, okay. you know, we have to win a trophy. Okay. Fair. Okay. Right. Okay, let's uh, then go to Amir. Yeah, I think uh, a top two finish and uh, obviously a uh, Cup win at the very least. Uh, a double will be pretty good, I think, uh, FA and League Cup. But uh, top two will be, you know, uh, I'll, I'll consider it as a success. Uh, plus, uh, at least uh, quarters in the Champions League, uh, I think we'll, we can go till uh, semis. So, top two in the league, uh, a cup and uh, semis in the Champions League, that will define success for me. Okay, Aditya? So, just keeping it consistent from, you know, the end of season show to like what I see our goals for now. Uh, one, obviously, th- I believe, strongly believe this is a season of consolidation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think firstly, next season, we need to have an automatic Champions League spot. So, uh, I believe we'll finish third and that should be good. That should, that's an improvement on the fourth spot finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, a trophy, definitely. Uh, League Cup, well, not my kind of cup I'm hoping we can win the FA Cup I'd be extremely happy if we win the FA Cup but if we win the League Cup as well I mean I wouldn't be disappointed of course um, and with the Champions League I hope we have a successful run maybe a quarter-final uh, quarter-final run and that that will definitely be a successful season Okay, Shankar? Uh, a, a top three and a cup double uh, we, we have a quality to win the FA Cup and the League Cup and semi-final in Champions League Okay, and Hamir? 
uh, it's uh, got to be either the Premier League or the Champions League. Uh, of course, Premier League is more likely. But if not any of the, I agree, top three uh, and the cup double, which convinces Coutinho to stay and Naby Keita to join next year. An attractive football, of course. <laughs> what if, what if, um, would it disappoint you if we don't do well in the Champions League? Uh, yes, yes uh, it would. It would, yeah. But uh, uh, but if we win, I'd, if we win a trophy, if we do win a trophy, we do get automatic qualification by no, finishing in the top four. I, but we do shit in the Champions League. Clear at least the group stage. Clearing the group stage is a must. We mm. have a pedigree. We are we are European royalty. Yeah. We are coming that back is, to Champions League. Clearing that group stage is much important to us. Um, uh, that quarter final and semi final is fine, but clearing the group stage is a must. If we fail to do that, then Definitely, it's a failure. Okay. Yeah, I do think, actually, yeah. uh, you know, not getting out of that Basel group and Ludo Gerets group, that was very, very embarrassing. Uh, so, I agree, sure. we, we need to get out of the group first. And then, maybe we can crash out, but we need to get that group. Yeah. yeah. We, I think we, 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 we definitely should do an Arsenal, actually. Yeah. Uh, we, we definitely should do an Arsenal. <laughs> Okay, guys, we have come to the end of the show, um, but the content is um, not stopping. Uh, and it's already started. We have already been putting out a pre-match build-up for the Watford-Liverpool uh, game. Um, we will have the live game cafe as well on match day. Amir, you're doing the live uh, commentary as well. That's a new feature for us um, this weekend. Um, and we have basically the match reports, the player ratings, um, post-match reactions, uh, tactical breakdown and analysis. We'll be bringing you all the news and all the rumors, all the news about the club. And again, coming back full cycle to another pod next week. Uh, and that will be season two. Uh, so uh, come back and listen to us on that as well. It was a pleasure to have you guys on the show. Thank you very much. And for all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Take care and good Bye. You're the light, you're the night, you're the color of my blood. You're the cure, you're the pain, you're the only thing I want to tie. Never knew that it could mean so much, so much. You're the fear, I don't care, cause I've never been so high. Follow me. Let me take you past our satellite You can see the world you brought to life To life So love me like you do La la love me like you do Love me like you do La la love me like you do Touch me like you do Touch me like you do What are you waiting for? Maybe they are And Fading in, fading out On the edge of paradise Every of your skin is a holy grail of God of fight. Only you can set my heart on fire, on fire.